Thank you for joining XR Om, which is India's first AR VR focus podcast. And today I'm delighted now to have with me Mr. Tibor Mere, who's the managing director, partner of Boston Consulting Group, which is one of the world's largest and most prestigious management consulting firms. He is the co-member of BCG's technology, media, and telecommunications and marketing, plus the sales and pricing practices. So, Tibor, really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. Why don't we start with the metaverse? Because you know there's so much hype around it, and there's so much haziness around it. Uh, I mean, I would love you to bring some clarity on metaverse. Thank you very much, uh, Eddie, and thanks for the invitation. Um, so, uh, as you were mentioning the word metaverse, I think to enter the metaverse, this term is not new. The first time this this term was coined is actually already 30 years back uh, in Neil Stevenson's book Snow Crash, and it consists of these two parts. Meta, which stands for beyond, and verse coming from universe, so a universe beyond our physical world. Now, what he describes in his science fiction book is essentially a world where, through headsets, people can enter a world um, where they can interact in three dimensions with other people, and where they can, you know, trade of digital currencies and and have assets and visit different environments. And what we see today is that actually this is becoming reality. So what used to be science fiction is becoming a reality. And we see more and more use cases where you can have experiences in virtual spaces in three dimensions, but you can also do that in connection to the physical world. And we see that more and more happening as we speak. Right. Uh, you mentioned, um, you, you know, the the word meta and verse and how it came out from Neil Stephenson's book. And now he painted a very dystopian picture of, of you know what the metaverse would be. But we are saying that this metaverse, this culmination of a physical digital world, which could, you know, will open up huge opportunities for businesses as well as consumers. You know, what happens possibly maybe 50 years down the line when this becomes really open, decent, centralized uh, we, we don't really know where where it could go where, whether it could be a utopian or a dystopian future you mentioned that in 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 the metaverse the underlying economical layer would be virtual digital assets these cryptocurrencies now along with metaverse you know people are talking about this transition of us transitioning from the web 2.0 to web 3.0 Could you kind of uh, explain again what Web 3.0 is and and the underlying economical layers of the cryptocurrencies, the tokens, and and NFTs? Absolutely. So there are these different buzzwords flying around, right? You have Web 3.0, you have crypto, you have augmented reality, virtual reality, metaverse, you know, all these kind of, of buzzwords. Now, when we researched this as as BCG we came up with a framework where we say in the end of the day we are talking about three different types of technologies which are emerging at the same time yeah on one side you have this web 3.0 crypto blockchain nft world which essentially is as you said the transition from web 2.0 which is essentially already the second iteration so for me the listeners out there web 1.0 used to be read only Some of us um, who have some white hair like me, they might remember uh, Web 1.0, uh, where you could essentially only visit websites. You couldn't do much there. 
with Web 2.0, we entered the world of social media where you could read and write. You could post comments, you could post videos. That's the world we live in today. And with Web 3.0, we are introducing the component of decentralized digital asset ownership. So you can really own digital assets, like for example, cryptocurrencies, but also non-fungible tokens, which mean unique digital assets that are sitting on the blockchain. So this is one world which is happening right now. The second world is the, the world of immersive technologies, like augmented reality, overlying uh, digital objects into the physical world through semi-transparent glasses, and virtual reality, which means fully immersive experiences. These two things are actually becoming one. So the newer type of headsets, they are capable of mixed reality, so switching seamlessly from a augmented reality to a virtual reality and vice versa. And then the third type of technology is what we call meta worlds, so persistent platforms where you can meet, play, interact with other people. And some of these worlds, they come from the gaming side, like Fortnite or Roblox, and some others, they are already sitting on top of blockchain like the Sandbox or Decentraland. And so these three areas, they are emerging at the same time. They are still quite independent. So the people that are on Roblox are not necessarily the ones that own cryptocurrencies and are not the ones using headsets. But we see more and more of this converge and kind of becoming this vision of a metaverse. Right. So you mentioned, you know, for the metaverse, the Web3, there's three different layers. You know, the first is going to be Web3, the cryptocurrencies, the NFTs, uh, the decentralized digital asset ownership is going to be the underlying economical layer. What is going to make you experience the this world is going to be augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality and so on and so forth. And the lines are being blurred because it's no longer just a virtual reality or augmented reality uh, headsets because these are now becoming one which i think is a very profound thing because i think it's not just ar vr mr the way the con the technology is converging i think everything is converging and then maybe like you said becoming one when technology becomes one per se you know for example when you know we don't talk about the phone as a technology you know it's got the underlying like an ai built into it, it, it you know and so, so many different layers but we don't call it a technology and once all of those converges the value that it opens up for a business and consumer is going to be humongous and then you mentioned about the meta worlds like the persistence platforms such as your roblox epic and so on and so forth once it all converges we'll have the metaverse and it will open up benefits now boston consulting group now how deeply are you vested in metaverse web 3.0 what does metaverse web 3.0 mean to you what's the opportunity over there and how has bcg helped customers with the metaverse web 3.0 and maybe you could share a few examples and works that you've built very happy to i mean this is really at the highest level of our priorities. We are talking about nothing else as an entire revolution of the internet, the same way as we witnessed the shift from web one to web point two. And, um, and, and this is why we see now really a big priority for us amongst many lines. I mean, of course, it is at the core of what we do. We help our top clients, the top corporates around the world with strategic projects and this cannot be more strategic than that you really like in the 90s when every company had to think about what does the internet mean for me 
it is another moment of truth in the strategy development of, of companies to say, what does this mean for me? And do I want to become a builder of the metaverse, which is highly relevant for our telco, tech, and media companies? But how do I adopt the metaverse? And this is relevant for every company. But the other thing is beyond strategy, we have built now multiple entities that are building stuff at BCG. So one of these entities is Digital Ventures, where we build entire businesses. And there we are starting to build out cohorts of architects, of engineers, of 3D developer, Unity designer, um, Solidity developers that are actually building stuff for our clients. And that is, I think, what excites me even more is that we are no longer just creating a strategy, but really helping our clients extract value and are building businesses together with them. Lovely. How cool is that? You know, because I guess, you know, being the world's largest uh, firm comes with a lot of plus points because you, you, you have the access to build these things. But I think what is a greatest leverage is accessing these young minds, the, these entrepreneurs, these startups who don't function in a hierarchical manner and they they go beyond uh, the structured functioning of a traditional legacy firms you know i i i i hope you this is i mean you don't take it in a this thing but i, I think the the young blood the young generation the startups the way they move forward the, the way they create businesses are are so really awesome now would you like to talk about some of the like you mentioned you know the, the, the true ventures the core that you're building through it what are the problems that you have solved maybe some solutions that you have built uh, with web trio uh, metaverse very happy to i mean as you will understand um we cannot talk openly about all of our projects there are however a couple of examples that we can talk about before i get into the specific examples i think you mentioned a very crucial point it is about the use case yeah so i think what I also want to want to just mention is oftentimes people come to us and say, oh, I want to do something with NFT, or maybe they have even been approached by some agencies that you need to do something with NFT. But then I think we also try to take a step back and take them back to the actual strategic imperative and say, what is it you actually want to achieve, right? Because only because we now have new hammers with crypto, with NFTs, not everything is a nail. And so I think one of the core elements where we do is we help our clients understand where is really value in a use case and what's the right solution with it. And Web3 may very well be one very good one, but it, in some cases you might be better off not, not doing it on the blockchain because it also has some disadvantages. Um, one example where it, it offers a lot of benefits is a venture we built with Digital Ventures called OpenSC. It is a essentially blockchain-based solution to track supply chains. So they started out with the use case of tracking fishing of salmon. So that in the moment where a salmon gets caught in the open sea, the actual um, location of, of the trawler gets located on-chain. So it can no longer be changed. It is proven is that uh, has that been sourced, that fish been sourced, has, has been caught in a legal zone and then it enables you 
to track end-to-end -end every step of the supply chain until it is in the fridge in the supermarket. And they have now expanded it even to coffee so that when you put in your capsule into your coffee machine, you can scan a QR code and you can look on chain at which type of, of collective that has been solved. And that is a, a prime example of a use case where blockchain offers really that um, uh, you know immutable trust that you cannot reproduce with Web 2.0 technologies. Right. I mean, blockchain, AI, XR, metaverse, the opportunity that it's going to open up is going to be so awesome. You gave an example of, you know, how blockchain is solving the problem of supply chain by, you know, tracking from where it is coming to the time it goes into your mouth, you know, when we consume it. So it's so very awesome, you know, and it's going to upend, I think, all possible supply chain. So I'm super excited for this. But obviously, there's one side of me which is worried that what happens when uh, the centralized functioning organization so far meets decentralization you know because so far almost all of our businesses have worked in, in a centralized manner a top-down hierarchical structure when blockchain says that it's going to be completely uh, decentralized open transparent and it also says that, I mean, it's got the potential to take out the intermediaries out of the loop. Now, all of our businesses, like I mentioned, I mean, they, they your Web 2.0 businesses, they all function in uh, extract, maximize extraction of value from consumers. While Web 3.0, the ethos is open, decentralization, interoperable and equitable distribution of wealth. So, so how do you see businesses open to this ethos? And what would be your advice to enterprise to be ready for this new world of Web3 and decentralization and metaverse? I mean, that is one of the big uh, questions of, of this entire um, new, new journey we're, we're all on. And, you know, I think the jury is still out on how quickly and how significantly we will move into decentralization. I mean, many of these use cases, as I said before, they do not require to be decentralized. You can have virtual reality experiences that you can um, that you can uh, do in a server client type of architecture. You don't need to run it uh, on, on blockchain. And even if you use blockchain, there are also now more and more consortia uh, coming up that create private blockchains um, because they don't want to have a, a, a permissionless uh, um, uh, blockchain that is fully public. So there's still a lot of you know, innovation going on, a lot of uh, test and try. I think a company needs to think also about the opportunities that lie in there. And I, you mentioned the topic of organizations. Um, there is now through blockchain and decentralization the possibility to create DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, where essentially it allows you to cut through a traditional hierarchical organization where people have to be employed with significant um, amounts of their time and have to work at only one company. In or, and, and opposed can become a stakeholder and actually an owner of a DAO and can contribute in individualized um, for, uh, shapes and forms and an organization could think of maybe not from the beginning for their entire business model but for example for sourcing outside innovation for designs for for you know projects for for you know even even some you know new ideas they could think of 
you know, participating or even creating a DAO, which allows others to participate in and source uh, this outside, uh, this outside in. And I think if there is uh, one good advice is everybody should start testing this out. Yeah, we are so early days. I think is it either if you are a, a private person, a student, a company, you should start trying this out. Buy some NFTs, maybe not the ones for 40 million, but uh, but some, some small ones. Engage in the community, see what's happening there, uh, open a wallet, uh, maybe try out some virtual reality experiences. It is just crazy how innovation is going on. And as a company, do some pilots and test it out. And as you are testing it out, you will see what the potential is for some of your use cases. Right. I think that's the only way to explore uh, the, these new technologies, you know, get your hands dirty. And uh, you also mentioned, you know, these decentralized autonomous organization DAOs. I mean, you could leverage these. But yes, I mean, in the initial, uh, you know, right now that the DAOs, it's still not matured. And these organizations, which will eventually be run by code and possibly have humans in the loop, you know, doing the go uh, the govern governance uh, consensus, that the other side of the, co the conversation is obviously that, you know, it it's going to be awesome for these organizations. It it'll save you a, a lot of money. But the other side of the conversation is that it does also take out the humans from the loop. So that also the the automation part is is also a conversation which I think we uh, we should be having a conversation globally because it's not just the these DAOs. It's artificial intelligence and so on and so forth. You know the, the digitization of the world with Internet of Things and so on and so forth has the potential of take more more and more people out of the loop and more code and more AI, more machine learning into, you know, offices for automations for, you know, better product uh, products and services. Now, um, about the ad advice, uh, because, you know, there are a lot of these enterprise, small, medium enterprises here in you know, India and around the world would want to, you know, uh, get into metaverse or web 3.0 and, and they're waiting what would be the strategy how would they get in i mean you sh you said that i mean the best is to you know get your hands dirty but as some something specific is there any specific advice to uh, uh, startups or uh, enterprise on how they can leverage the opportunity of the metaverse so so i think and that's also by the way how we run our strategy projects is step number one is you need to understand these technologies you need to learn about them you need to try them out and maybe you have somebody who can help you understand this but i think that's but there's also great resources where you can read up or or find people that, that can help you and you need to, to do it in a the average way you need to understand crypto separate from nfts separate from virtual augmented reality, separate from these meta worlds and separate from digital economy. So, so try to really understand how this works and you need to try it out by getting your hands dirty, as you said, Eddie. The second um, key element, and that's not so simple, is translating technology into use cases and say, what are relevant use cases? And you might decide to have like an approach where you go broad first, you have uh, uh, ideas or you have somebody helping you identify ideas, and then you compress and say, which ones am I going to be prioritizing? And I think what is clear here is you need to have a portfolio. This is so early that no consultant in his right mind uh, should tell you that this is one thing you should only do. I think you always need to have a portfolio, right? And so, so you prioritize according to your strategic goals. Is it to create revenue? Is it to 
have more loyal customers? Is it to maybe save costs on your internal operations? What is your goal? And then you select the use case uh, for it. And then you need and and you need to start uh, doing things. And you need to also be willing to invest some uh, money and being cognizant of the fact that not all of these three, four, five things you're doing are going to be successful. And then you need to revisit because this, the space is is developing so fast. Right. What are your views on India's market opportunity? And is there any partnership? Because you mentioned about true ventures. Are you looking at India? Uh, I mean, I think India has a tremendous opportunity uh, ahead of itself. And I think when I look at it and also the types of conversations I'm having with, with countries around the world is specifically for India, I think on one side, you have tremendous opportunity to use these new technologies to leapfrog and advance India as a nation with benefits for its citizens and the companies uh, in India. But at the same time, the same way India has become a powerhouse for the IT industry globally, you could leverage that potential and become a powerhouse for Web 3.0 and really identify what could be capabilities and assets that are being built up in India, not only for India as a country, but to actually power the global metaverse. Right. If there are companies who want to reach out to you, where can they reach out? So they can very, very happily reach out to me either on LinkedIn, under my profile, or also reach me uh, under my email and very happy to post my contact details under this uh, video. Tabo, really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. We're sitting in an exciting point of time, the culmination or the convergence of AR, VR, MR, AI, uh, blockchain, NFTs, cryptocurrency, uh, it, it, the metaverse. I think it's going to open up so many opportunities. I don't think a, if a single business is going to be untouched. You know, all of these businesses will be upended and the value will get, will get be, be adding onto it and the money you'll be saving for those business is going to be humongous. In that. And I'm super, super excited for it. My last question to you, if you had to paint a picture of Metaverse, Web3.0 or, you know, in the next 10 years, in this coming 10 years, what are the transformations or what are the business opportunity that you are really, really excited and looking forward for? Wow, that's 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 a tough one. But um, I mean, what are some things I that really excite me personally? I think one core thing that excites me is that we will get rid of geography as a factor. We are already now seeing that in the labs of some of these players, um, avatars are being created that are indistinguishable from uh, the real world, which means that you can no you no longer are restricted by the fact where in which country. You have been born on this planet and this just opens up so much opportunity for people around the world to be truly part of that global village and of corporations or DAOs around the world uh, going forward and i think the other thing is i i do see in the end also risks um with you know these new technologies uh, but at the end of the day um there are technologies you know humans as gary vaynerchuk said they're going to you know, transport the good and the bad of humanity into these technologies. But I do believe that through, you know, blockchain, we will actually see a renaissance of really putting data, identity, assets back into the hands of people and, and corporations need to enable these decentralized use cases. So I'm quite optimistic. Tipo, really, really appreciate you taking time being part of the podcast. I mean, the yes, governments, organizations, enterprise, 
need to be a little bit more open you know from the earlier uh, monetization model of extracting value from consumers maximum ext- extracting value i think the the values got to be distributed e- equally amongst a- a- everyone because i think with the metaverse everyone gets to play a role to lay the building blocks of of, of this world and and you raised a awesome point i think the geography is becoming history and we getting into a global village and the opportunity is humongous i mean if people understand the value i think we'll truly get into a decentralized open space you know so really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button and until next time see you guys bye bye thank you thank you to really appreciate this thank you